Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! The last week before 9.1, I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And I just left mid-Sonic the Hedgehog 30th Anniversary Concert. So if I seem a little tense, it's because I know Sonic 06 is coming up next. You know, I realize I said one week, but in reality, this podcast comes out on a Friday. So it's, what, like three days until 9.1? Yes, and according to some people I've talked to who think we come out on Monday, uh, welcome to the last day. The, the, the final 24 hours before 9.1. Yeah, a surprising amount of listeners have said that they believe that this show comes out on <laughs> on Mondays. So I guess just like as a public service announcement, we normally release episodes on Fridays at like early afternoon-ish. Who? Okay, wait. I need a list of names of people who thought we came out on Monday. Or at least how many people? Like how many people is this? I personally have seen three people say it. Three? <laughs> I mean, well, I so, guess... So what it is, is I feel like unless it comes to us on Twitter... Maybe some people don't, and we usually announce it on Twitter a couple days afterwards. I don't know how many people are up to date with their Podbean applic- or notifications. Maybe it's because, like, we release it on Friday after work hours, usually, or during work hours. And so they go through the weekend, not listening to the podcast, and Monday they go into work, press play, and they're getting an episode that was released four days ago, right? That's probably what it is. Yeah, that's probably it. That's fine. Who cares? Damn, but like, it's sometimes we have some like really like tomorrow is going to be this event. Don't miss it. <laughs> and it's like it's been three days. <laughs> True fans would stay up to date. They would know the exact instant I release them. And they're like, here I am, middle of the workday. Like what? Like one fifteen p.m. I'm here. Did you guys realize that season one technically doesn't end until, like, the sixth then? So, like, I guess technically you have a whole nother week to do Keystone Master. Wait, 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 what do you mean? 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 That's what I mean. That, like, season two of of Mythic and PvP starts when the raid opens. Ooh, aren't there changes to, like, classes coming out? I mean, that's probably not ideal to try to get Keystone Master during that week, but I think you still can. Oh my god, so we could totally get, get Gandolin his key. I mean, we could probably get Aaron if you want a Keystone Master. I think we could make a pull at it knowing this. Oh boy, maybe I will. Props no, I, that's a no. That's a non-committal no. Boo. Yeah, no, I don't I don't like what that mount looks like. I don't need it. It's gonna go away forever. Oh, but you don't use mounts. Okay, never mind. Yeah, the minute... um. Worgen can fly and running wild. Aaron will never use another mount ever again. God, that'd be so nice. Please, Blizzard, please just give us little wingies on our feet. Give us Mercury's enchanted sandals. I just, I want to take to the sky and fly with my brethren. But I guess while we're speaking of mounts, we do have a DN Hour thought this week that was suggested to us via Twitter. How about you come and pull up a chair? These are DN Hour thoughts. We do? (laughs) Yeah, so Mike uh, in a Twitter thread with uh, Aaron, you were there too, right? Yes. um, It was a thread about the, I guess it was about the Butterfinger mount that's in Final Fantasy. So he basically asked... Um, our opinion on whether or not we would prefer a WoW-themed mount that was Butterfinger or Reese's Reese's. But then I countered, I would like instantly get a Snickers mount. So this is my thing, is I would love a Reese's peanut butter cup mount, but because of the general shape of the candy, and I know Warcraft likes to recycle things, it would just be like a mage mount or like a flying circle mount. I feel like we need something better. Would it be better or worse if it were a Reese's Puff and it was just like a little orb? 
If it was a Reese's puff and like you just kind of held on to this vague orb, <laughs> like your character just clung for dear life as it floated, I'd be all about that. Reese's puff, Reese's puff. Eat them up, eat them up. R double E E S C S. I'm sure I've talked about the controversy to that lyric, correct? So I, I had people, myself included, who were like, oh, that's just like a fun lyrical joke. Reese's is spelled with like two E's in the middle. And then I had motherfuckers who took it literally and they were like, no, it says R double E E S E S. Reese's has three E's and they're just not brave enough to put it on the marketing. What song is this and who's saying this? Uh, the two rapping gentlemen from the Reese's Puff commercial. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs, R double E E S C S. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. I guess I only remember the Reese's Puff, Reese's Puff part. Or peanut butter chocolate flavor. I remember that part. And then there is like an eat em up, eat em up, right? I guess I remember every line but the one Aaron's referring to her kids can't spell Reese's. It's a very controversial line, allegedly, back in like southeastern Michigan. But (laughs) I was always like, you fools, (laughs) you dummies, go to the vending machine. It's not our triple E's. Triple E's. Anyway, my pick is for sure the Reese's. Come on. Why would you want to write in a big old cup? You can carve out the middle and have a little seat inside of it. If you're one of those people that, like, just eat the middle part. I'd personally go for a Twix one where you're just, you have a foot on each Twix and you just ride it like magical skis. Left Twix or right Twix? Both as skis, not a snowboard. But yeah, I already said I am team Snicker Bar. Give me one of those. Eat him up, eat him up, eat him up, eat him up. Did you guys, did you guys hear? Feral Druid is being fixed in TBC Classic. I, I did see that uh, on the radar and I said, wow, I don't care about that, but Slide's maybe going to have words about that. I'll probe him about it in the show. It's, it's honestly a pretty big deal because when I was playing TBC Classic, I noticed how, so like, well, how it works is if I'm in Feral form, right? I have energy that I have to use for my attacks. If for whatever reason, like I need to heal myself or I need to go bear or go moonkin form, I swap to a different form. When I swap back to my cat form, the energy that I had gained, I lost. And it reset to like a value of like 40 energy compared to the 100 I had. And I had to wait for it to build up again, which is so dumb because being a druid is literally shifting forms. So it's a handicap. And I guess it it wasn't in Classic, but now it was in TBC. Do we know if this was a mechanic that was in, like, vanilla, like 2004 to 2006 Warcraft? Or is this a quality of life change they're adding to Classic because people were upset? So this is, so the way I described it with energy resetting was how it worked in TBC back in the day. Boo! Keep it! These motherfuckers want it to be legit? Make it legit. No, but listen, this this is is why I'm talking about it, because they gave a reasoning on what happened. As we worked on this, which uh, this being discussing druid energy regeneration, one of the people we spoke with was the original systems designer who requested the change specifically to energy regeneration. Ferdinand Farrell Fernandez himself. (laughs) But the thing is, they purposely have left things that were broken in the past just because that's the way they were in classic. So I feel like they, I don't care if the person who made it this way in the past says he was wrong. These fuckers want it exactly how it was, so they should get it exactly how it was. Let me finish, ladies. Put your claws away. Even though I'm talking about Farrell's meow. I can't put him away yet. I don't have the energy to do that yet. <laughs> I, don't, I can't well, shift yet. You, you do now. Those conversations have made it clear that in patch 2.20, that the regeneration change in late 2007 was not intended as a nerf to druids. It's a pretty solid case of change results not matching up with the design intent. In a hashtag some changes world, we think it's important to consider both the original intent and the original execution of changes. And this is an example where version 2.43, the patch that Burning Crusade Classic is based off of, 
exhibits a behavior that was unintended at the time. We can see that both Druids and the energy regen system was changed again in patch 3.02, which is Cataclysm? Wait, no. What's after DBC? Wrathless uh, Wrath. Yeah, Wrath. So the change only existed in this window of TBC. Keep so, it in. Keep it in, no, then. Make it magic. It we need to have differences between TBC Classic and Wrath Classic. Okay, Slide? No, this is perfect. This would be like if Holy Priest didn't get to have holy energy. Is that a thing you have? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, if I don't have enough HE... H E E. I mean, I'll be legit. If they were like, we noticed. I'm trying. I'm trying to link it back to Fire Mage. This is just. You know what? Fuck whatever pretext I had, Ian. I'm just gonna wrap real quick. Please give us Fire Mage from Legion back. That one felt so good. I don't feel great anymore. Yeah, it, that's kind of what it's like. Only like, I guess. You know, obviously not as a big of an extreme for you, but it's like, cause like when I played it, I was like, this feels wrong. Like, this doesn't feel like this feels like I'm playing something that's like intentionally broken for some reason. Isn't that the point of these classic games, though? I'm going to beat you over the head with this trophy in my hand right now. I'm shaking a trophy at him that I went at work. What was it? Uh, it's the Human Vulture Award, because in pre-COVID days, if somebody had food that they had finished, I would cut off the piece that wasn't finished, and I would finish it for them. Because why waste food? In post-COVID days, it related to the fact that Slide Whistle would eat a carrion that was found around the office. I would just munch on bones all day, all the mice bones around the facility. <laughs> Bone evidence! Ooh, good reference, good reference. Chick, chick. I took a picture of it, guys. Sandra Wilson stinks. I fucking... Okay, is it crazy? I mean, the answer is yes. I want to buy a PC VR headset to play a $14 game. I want to play Phasmophobia <laughs> You want to buy a headset <laughs> that is worth 10 times, if not more, it's than, more. The, than it's the more. game itself. It's like fifteen. No, it's two hundred bucks or two hundred like thirty bucks for it. It's definitely, but it it look. Our friend plays in VR and it looks so immersive. He has to reach behind his back to pull out like a book. He has to trigger the walkie-talkie on his shoulder by like clicking it. It looks so dope. For those playing at home, that is a sixteen point four times the amount it takes to purchase the game <laughs> to purchase an accessory to play the game. Okay, but think about this. How much did your computer cost that you played this game on? Hmm? Kind of similar, huh? Huh? $7. But you're also playing on the computer as well. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up, Patrice. Anyway, since you want to be rude, we got some Chains of Domination patch notes up a couple days early. Oh, boy! Hoorah. So let's see what we got here. It's a blue post. And they talk about basically everything that we're going to be going through once 9.1 drops, which, like, is really funny because I haven't looked at the stuff in so long that reading it, I'm like, oh, my God, right. Oh, my God. Yes. This is when? Four days? Fuck. So, Corthia opens up, which is that uh that floating island that they chained down in Torghast. No, the mall. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll be fucking our little grommet friends. I would say, th- moment yeah. one, I'm about to port in there. Run up the chains. I'm gonna see a little grommet. It's gonna go, and I'm gonna say, "Boy," and do unspeakable things to it. And then I'll I'll flip my wow token. And I'll say, "Looks like it's a three, sir, tonight." <laughs> you know, this makes a lot of sense because earlier in the year we were upset about Corthia. Remember? Because it was called, it's Corthia, the city of secrets. And we're like, "Oh my god, we've had like the whispering city and the sleeping city." But now the secret is, we're fucking the animals on the island. (laughs) (laughs) The secrets aren't being held from us. We are asking people to keep whatever happens a secret. (laughs) I I guess Corthia's biggest kept secret is bestiality. (laughs) Okay, come on. Don't don't bring out the B word. Come on, I saw one of them vote. That makes it a person, right? (laughs) We're in the clear. (laughs) 
But yes, so Corthia opens up. We also have, okay, so this is interesting. Unlock the secrets that Corthia has to offer. Return to the mall, ugh. Discover Corthia, okay, yes, duh. Complete quests to new daily quests, which are gonna be probably like our animal conductor. Oh, wait. No, yeah, yeah. No, you just have that, right? The conductor? Everyone has a conductor. But yes. those quests are so, that are associated with it. Um, yes, it, it's for, just... I, I, well, actually, I guess not everyone, because you do have to put, like, 2,000 anima in there to activate it. So maybe some... I'm sure someone out there never did. <coughs> Randleman. So where do you guys pick up your anima conductor quest set? Like, which area of Revendreth is it in? The thing is, we don't have quests, do we, Aaron? Mm, like we, only, we have like the bosses only one to kill. that is a quest is you turn it on and then you go to like southeast revendreth and there's some random quests there okay but because they are quests they're annoying and i'm pretty sure immune and i have said we don't do them okay yeah i definitely haven't done those since like we won Mine are, like, just, like, uh, dailies I pick up in, like, Harbordo Hollow, and it's just, like, go kill 35 stags yeah, and try it's to stuff get like their that. antlers. Yeah, where yeah, it's, okay, like, okay, okay. kill 100 gargoyles and get their gargoyle yeah. essence. And I'm just, like, no. I'll kill the bat. I will <laughs> run up the tombstones. That's it. So, hopefully, they're not, like, our animal conductor quests, because you're right. I don't do mine anymore, either. Um, recover the relic fragments scattered across Corthia in the wake of the new Mossworn invasion and return them to Archivist Rossur for the Archivist Codex faction. This is a lot of information. What the fuck? Get Bringle Blamp's magic potion <laughs> to drink it and talk to Shmringle Splamp. So, first off, that is a new reputation and currency associated with it that are unique to Corthia, correct? Correct. And the new currency is called Catalogued Research. Uh. <laughs> Link CR, please. You can exchange Catalogued Research for a variety of rewards, including conduit and equipment upgrades, a flying mount, and a cosmetic appearance for your cloak. Okay. Kalthazad will occasionally dispatch Tormentors of Torghast throughout the Maw and Corthia. Defeating a Tormentor will reward you with a Tormentor's cache brimming with soul cinders and can also contain powerful equipment as well as a Bamethra chain link <laughs> to collect. Ooh, and bind together to summon the Eerie Hand Mount. So you get the Hand Mount from killing Kethazad's boys. Awesome. I do really want that fucking Coraline Mount. Wait, discover new rares and treasures in Corthia and... Desmoterran? I'm sorry. Excuse what? What's Desmoterran? What? We're going to Despacito? What does this mean? Oi, me mango. Shout out to Despacito, too. Hey, it was good. Also, okay, so this is a, a brief side thing. I just realized, not that like it's like a, a beacon and everyone will be there, but like, can you imagine... Everyone was spread out between four zones before, and now we're all jam-packed, smooshed into one little zone. The fights in war mode are about to be desperate. You know, I thought that the, the new raid was going to be in Gorthia, but I think you're right, Aaron, but I think it's actually going to have a little bit of a, a changing factor there, because I just learned what Desmatarian is. Well, isn't the Sanctum of Domination in Torghast? Apparently not. Delve into Desmotarian. Along with exploring Corthia, you can now traverse the previously inaccessible terrain in the Maw, Desmotarian. This land withers under the shadowy palm of Helia herself, where she tortures souls as her contribution to the Jailer's schemes. It is here that you also find the entrance to the new Ten Boss Raid. So... I feel like we knew this before, but was this name always here? This name seems brand new to me. Desmotarian. <laughs> Guys, I don't know anything. I, I feel like I know nothing about this I, I, right I, now. In order, and this is a very un-DNR statement, in order to keep Aaron the human's excitement level up, I haven't looked into it that much. But, like, we've been playing the game, but, like, this is, like... 
we've also been covering things that we've been labeling as spoilers, but honestly, I feel like I also have not heard of any of these things that Slide Whistle has been reading to us so far. Okay, so I do believe... <laughs> I love how we're like, well, this is like a first report. I'm sure this is like known information by now. But I got to the part about the Mega Dungeon with the brokers. Mythic only. To gain access to Tezavesh, the Veiled Market, you'll complete a short series of quests beginning with the Innkeeper, Host Torella, in the Adilia section of Oribos. In the LA Cat of Oribos, they put a posture between all and EY and Ellie. <laughs> You will be asked to meet up with a mysterious contact named Aldal, who will introduce you to the world of the cartels, their complicated relationships, and the propensity for ingenious wordplay. Okay, so they're not saying where we enter, but I feel like if we're starting with the innkeeper, right? The portals. I've also seen that there are giant boat ships that dock at the Veiled Market, so I think we might be riding one of those there. Oh, that's very... Oh, I I see an image, yeah. You just, like, get on a ship? You're like, hey, everyone, the ship's leaving soon. We need a fifth for this dungeon. This instantly, that that reminds me of how that dungeon in Legion starts. Uh, Court of Stars? Yeah, where it's like, get on the boat, and all five of you get in the same boat, and like you like phase into each other as you all slowly. Well, yeah, no, you you out. get you get on to your own personal boat in five consecutive universes. <laughs> so if your friend jumps on slightly ahead, you see them like just kind of floating in the water, and then your boat guy's like, "What an asshole! I'm the only boat here, right?" Hashtag RP. Hashtag only boat guy. Guys, I don't know if we just, like, haven't been covering the correct news or if, like, we blinked and during our sexiest NPC of the world segment we missed something. Did you know, Aaron, that they released bios on all the bosses that are in Tazavesh? Um, <laughs> I mean, I I'm, It doesn't place. surprise me, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Apparently Immune knew. Well, the only reason I knew is because, like, I feel like we had to because I think they've been PTR testing it, so people have been fighting these bosses. Okay, so this is probably old news, but one of these bosses is called, this is the name of the boss, Mail Room Mayhem. Something has gone wrong at the primary office for sending things, post. Dimensional portals Wait, are I'm scattering just, I, deliveries. I, before you continue, is this the Mega Dungeon that is silly or the raid? The Mega Dungeon, the Mega Dungeon that is silly. The oh, raid is okay, a raid. Okay, okay, I was... Once again, I was looking at my phone for a second, and I thought it was mailroom mayhem in Torghast. I was like, "Put that's your a phone little, away." I was like, "That's a little too silly." You being on your phone is the same as me playing WoW. It shouldn't happen. So I do it every it episode. Wow. Okay, I sent you an image of this post office golem that we miss out on. Look at this dude. It's a male mecha golem he's got a mailbox head that yes a... that is in <laughs> fact a mecha a robot made out of just the shadowlands mailbox he's wearing a tie did you see that <laughs> he's wearing a little tie who is that in the background if not our own katie stamp whistle a lot of these encounters aren't even just like people they're like things the menagerie the people who get the rare pets and exotic beasts do you fight them? You fight the Amiza's Oasis. The drinks are ethereal, the ambience intoxicating, and the live performers may not leave that way if they fail to please the crowd. Within Tazafesh, this is the only neutral space where brokers from every cartel gather to deal in the shadows. Is this a concert we're attending? Or like a bar? It's a broker palooza? Somebody guarding a Titan artifact? How long has this been information? Have these bios been out? God, fucking Smellular and the gang are making fun of us. They said, ha ha ha, those fools missed another obvious one. Posted June 24th. Baby, this is current. I know, but like, I assume that the Adventure Journal and PTR also had those things. No. Uh, uh, there's somebody guarding an ancient Titan artifact? I'm sorry, the brokers are going to sell Titan technology? 
Well, if you notice, like, also, all these things are in different locations. I don't think all of them are in Taz, like, Tazavesh itself. The first seven were. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, like, because the pirate is, like, you know, it's a it's an infant dragonflight pirate, so obviously. But, like, I didn't think they, like, there's going to be more than one non-fight, you know? This is crazy. Okay. Back to the regular patch notes. That was just one part of the patch notes. The Mythic Plus rating is changing, which I don't think is... I mean, we can do it, honestly. If we really want this blue-tinted Keystone Master mount, we can get it. At this point, we probably should go for it. I mean, I feel like... I don't know. Personally, I love Mythic Plus, so I'll always be running keys at this yeah, point. Yeah, same. That's why today was the first one I had done in <coughs> two months. I was going to say, same? Who are we talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I just don't do them as much. Okay, that's but, fair. But, but 9.1, maybe I'll be 9.1 again. I did my... So so you can do a Raider IO, like, year in review, where it shows you, like, your Mythic Plus stats. Like, how many dungeons you completed, which ones you did the most in. But my favorite was the one, the people that you played the most with. Would you guys believe me if I told you that Tyre was number three on my list of people I've ran the most Mythic Pluses with? I can believe probably just you guys going through Karazhan. That was well, no. That so this was is like, like a bunch uh, of it. This current, this is this current Mythic Plus season. Oh, so like also, beginning of Shadowlands until now. I mean, also, yeah, he used to be real up to date until the curse, until the TBC and Nation attacked. I was shocked when I saw this because immune stats were our crew that we keep running with. Yeah, mine made perfect sense to me. I, this is my first time hearing that like Tyre was on your list. Who? So like, what was your list side? Number one was you. Number two was either Myth or Pablo. Number three was either Myth or Pablo. So maybe maybe Tyra was four then. And five was Wildy, I think. Yeah, I guess for me it was that list, but then swap out honors for Tyre. I'd honestly be interested to see what mine is, because it's probably the three of you that like I personally know. And then maybe like some guy we did three or four in a row with one time. Yeah, I I wonder who the who is your four and five, <laughs> random pugs. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the patch notes that's taking me forever to get through because of that Tazavesh fucking detour. Shadowlands season two, which we already talked about, begins July six. I still can't believe this information. Yeah, so this is what what I was saying that I believe it means that you can get the achievements until then. Yeah, flying's coming. New mounts. I mean, like, you guys know what's happening. Y'all keeping up. Y'all keeping up with this this 9.1 news. We're all thirsty for it. I mean, if they're like us, maybe they aren't. <laughs> yeah, for, for such super fans that we are, we sure dropped the ball. I, I feel like in general, when it comes to content, we post things that we're currently playing. And if we don't have to talk about, like... You know, like, we're not going to comb through all of these pages for information because we have information, baby. We don't need to depend on the future. We have the present and the past. And also, I think in general, we, we like, try to ignore the posts, like, what you're on right now, which is, like, the increases and de decreases to, like, specific spells by percentage because that will change until the day of anyways. Which also happened to us, because last week we made a statement about how Necrotic was going to be nerfed, and then they reverted it, <laughs> so... Yeah, they were like, it's too much of a nerf, so we changed it. And that's why I scrolled past so much patch notes there, because I'm like, doesn't matter, until we see it. Fucking Adorno, with his connections to Big Blizz, decided to shame us on the interweb. Whoa, okay, let me rewind. I got nerfed, guys. Boys, boys, I got nerfed. <laughs> Ooh, maybe Wild Seed's time in the sun is over. I got an 8% damage reduction on Naya's tools, burrs, little my, the soulbind that I use and the ability that I use, and 8% nerfs a lot of damage. Did they also buff the other ones? Because I know that Naya was like the go-to Night Fae soulbind basically across the board, so that's probably what they're trying to do. Yeah, she was literally like every single, I, I have like five Night Fae ults, they all use Naya. So that's probably good, honestly. Uh, Dreamweaver got her... She, she got buffed. Wait, no, sorry. Sorry, he... It's a guy. Uh, 
Haste increased by 3%. Um, honest? <gasps> no, no, not really. They buffed the other two by, by 3%. That's it. It's something, I guess. I mean, I guess it's a 5% gain in, in their favor with like how they were nerfed, how Naya was nerfed, so that's something. Oh, did you guys know that, that Nadja got nerfed? <gasps> Her snare... And interrupt and root effects only last 15% instead of 25%. Oh no! Sinus and so! Anyway, see, this is the problem. This is the stats or whatever. Who cares? I was about to say, I am, yeah, no, I am, we don't da- really I am dangerously close to taking a pee break. So if you want to oh, no, go we're over some break. stats. <laughs> yeah, I'll read some stats to me in the room while you, while you go pee. No, we're ending this right now. I've decided. <laughs> Fucking Growlita, come in here and cover while I pee. No, I was going to read off air, not on air. Oh, well, now you read it off air then. I will. Bye. Growl, I prowl, and I'm here with a spicy scoop. Today, my good friend Delvo is here with me, and I gotta ask you, Del, what's the first thing that you plan to do come 9.1? Well, I'll tell you, friend, the first thing I'm gonna do is look for some chains to run up in Corthia. Hmm, an interesting first adventure. What makes you want to stroll up some serious hardware like that? Well, I've had to run Torghast on five alts every week for the past four months, and I feel like I've become used to it at this point. I'm attuned to the chains, if that makes any sense. Indeed. So you're not one for the warp portal when faced with them in Torghast? Not at all. I say those portals are for the weak. If you can't run a steady line and just hold W, then you're not cut out for this life. Strong, strong words, Del. As a mage, I'm going to use and abuse any portal I can, so I don't have to scuff these pads of mine. Well, I'll do you all a favor and open on up a portal to the second half of the show. Until then, it's been Growl. Thanks, Growlina. These nerfs are insane. Woo! But actually, the nerfs are... Look at the fucking batch notes for the Mythic Plus dungeons. They nerf, like, every dungeon. Oh, hell yeah. Across the board, like, big percentage nerfs, Even Maw of nice. Souls. Because they know that people are still going back to speedrun that one. I mean, good. It deserved it. But they also nerfed the banner in Theater of Pain by 20%. That banner, that fucking banner, has given me so many fucking problems. Ugh. They also nerfed the walkway in Sinfall to get to the second level by 15%. I honestly wish they would. I wish. I want them to extend it. (laughs) Make you walk it for like three solid uninterrupted minutes. Give you some some runway before you go down to the second level. They also nerfed Halls of Valor. Um, if you go up the bridge to Odin, they put up a barrier on both sides of that golden ramp. So now you can bounce off it. So try to fall off, and trust me, it'll bounce you back onto the ramp. That almost. I'm gonna let you legitimate. have this one slide. I'm gonna let you have this one, okay? Also, I know we're talking about buffs, but they buffed almost all the feral PvP talents. I'm about to wreck some fucking face. I got new PvP talents to play with in War Mode. Are you kidding me? Okay, let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the book. We're back on DNR Book Club, baby. Oh, yes. And this week, we have another LGBT-themed story just to round out Pride Month this year. I do, I do appreciate you because before we said it was, quote, the final LGBT story... But I guess we don't know if the little Tusker, if he also goes like, oh, also, I like a little dude Tusker at home. So this Wait. is at least another story. So did we all skip the Tuscar story? 
I mean, I mean I, I've only read the ones that we decided to read yeah. for this podcast so far. So <laughs> Once again, I do like this book. I have only read the ones that we have been assigned for homework. I mean, we're going to read them all. This is a segment that's not going away until we're done with this book. But, like, I read the book, and I made it to story number two, which is Tuscar, and I was like, we'll come back to this one. <laughs> I skipped it immediately. <laughs> so, yes, luckily, we have all skipped the little Tuscar and, like, the Forsaken story. But what's important today is we read Visage Day, and that shit is the... This is the story... Yeah, so we're starting off today with Michelle Visage Day. Woo! And this is the one that is that follows, as we know her today, Chromie. And, like, it's basically about how she chooses her mortal form to present to us Azerothians. So, the book begins with uh, Chrome Dormu in her past life. Talking to Zadormi, who at this point also has not chosen her visage. And Zadormi is like, yo, my hip epic male friend, you are you excited for visage day? And Chrome is like, honestly, not really. Yeah, so basically the first like 85 to 95% of the story uh, refers to Crow's Dormu as a male bronze dragon. Yes. Because, like, it yes. kind of, like, hits on, like, the naming convention that has been established before, as people noted. Yes. So, and, I guess, And, yeah, and I, it's, it's, uh, I hate to say it, but, like, p- please don't be mad. Even Steve Denuser in this story refers to Crow's Dormu as a, a male until the very end. So, if we accidentally slip out a he, that, I I deeply apologize. And I also think that it's fine because I feel like this story is like the coming of realization of Chromie as we know her today. So it's just like in the past, I guess. So like, I think it's fine. Anyways, uh, Zadormi in the story comes to to Chronormu uh, and asks if he has found a, a mortal form to choose. And he's stressing out. He's like, no, I don't know what I want to to be yet so she basically is like oh go talk to uh daddy of time over here and like knows dormu like the head of the flight for some advice so Chris dormu goes to visit him and basically is just like you basically you're the, like the father of time so you know what i'm going to do so why don't you just tell me <laughs> <laughs> and he's like uh no i can't do that but like you maybe you can go to talk to people who already have chosen their visage to see what advice they can give you about choosing your own. Which, and the only thing is, so each leader shows Krondomru what their visage is, and so the other two transform into more human people. Fucking, when Norris Domu transforms into his elven form... There's like an extra stanza about like how beautiful it well, he's is. A so god. Like, he's their god. Well, I know he's their god, but like Steve Denuser, are you are you fucking one of those high elf guys on the boards? Like, ugh, this beautiful elven form. Can we talk about Caligos? Did you guys know he was half elf? I thought he was fucking human. Yes, it's stupid. I did know this. It's yeah. stupid <laughs> because his hair covers the ears. Well, no, I don't even think he has ears. He's just half elf because th- for a long time they were like elf is superior to human. I thought he was human this whole time until literally today. No, I remember distinctly realizing it during a past storyline between he's the one who was Jaina's lover, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I distinctly remember reading it or seeing it in that in one of those storylines that I was catching up on. But anyways, and so. Uh, Norse Domu is like, you will find your way eventually. And Protochromie's like, mm, bitch, I don't know about that. Let me go to the blue dragon flight, which leads us to talking to Calic Ghosts. Did you guys know that he was half human, half elf? Yeah, I did. We already, t- we literally just t- talked about this slide. <laughs> I know, but now we're talking about informally, so now I can say it. So, anyways, um,. Cronormu, oh god, I keep fucking up this name. Cronormu flies in and speaks with Calic, Calicos, 
and asks for some advice. And Calicos is basically just like, you know, I choose a form to be kind of relating to the mortals of Azeroth so that they can see me as, like, not threatening and somebody who, like, is approachable to them. And Chromie's really vibing with that. And And um, also, if I remember correctly, Nors Domu is like, I pick this form because they know it's above them. So Nors Domu is like, I choose my form because it's pretty. And then Caligos is like, I choose my form because it's plain. Well, like, approachable is what his main thing was. But then um, Chromie was like, well, why'd you choose the blue hair, huh? Like, that's kind of a choice. And he was like, I don't know, it suits me, girl. So then he also gives her gives uh, Cronormu one other piece of advice, saying to seek somebody's advice who Cronormu considers, like, complete opposite of Calicalicos. And... You know, I was like, I was like, I don't know what that would mean, but then like, it ended up being like Anixia of the Black Dragon. Oh, play. also, like, also, he he says, he says, also pick a name that is your name but short, for no other reason than our names are annoying. And I looked up and I said, that is true. Their names are annoying. It is the most real statement ever. <laughs> No, and he even said it in a way that was like, you know, the normies down there on Azeroth, they they don't understand our names. Like, they, those mortals, they won't get it. Give them a short nickname to deal with. That'll be easier for them. They're not elite. They can't handle our aim screen names. XX, Kalinormu, XX. Speaking of elite, my Raider IO right now is 1337. Elite! I am so unexperienced, I don't know what that means. But what you I do know, what, know... Wait, you don't know what elite means? Oh my no, god. Uh, oh my you. god, he doesn't know what elite you. means. Oh my fuck god! Up. I was in the boards. I played the CSGO. I know elite. I do not know... Nub. As far as... Okay, talk your shit. Speak your shit. Let's fight right now. Nub. You mad, bro? Fuck! Anyways. Rage comic. He raged comic me. <laughs> I'm stuck in the Shadow Realm now. <laughs> well, okay. Well, anyways, after that, uh, Cronormu decides to visit Anixia for advice. And she... I, I feel like it's a little bit of a tense encounter in general, but she ends up transforming into her visage and it is like base she basically just describes it as being like a smoking hot female human and she's like listen i chose this form because i can manipulate the men of azeroth and that's how you get power and assert, assert dominance over them to prove that we're better than them and we control them but basically her reasoning was like i'm hot and hotness rules all that is the most like 2007 answer to a pageant question you could possibly give is what Anixie said that day. <laughs> I'm hot and I rule the men of this earth. And yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if anyone ever really subscribed to that. Like, I'm sure there was some random Stormwind citizens that were like, ooh, Lady Proctor's a real smoking bitch. But like, Ver fake Varian was like, I respect her because of her political position. I don't know if he was ever like, Zooey Mama, <laughs> what a smoke show. I mean, I wasn't reading that incorrectly, right? That's what like she basically no, said. Yeah, I mean, she, well, yeah, because she was like, I chose human because they're the most dangerous to dragon kind, but also they're dumb. And also I was attractive because that has benefits. Wink. Yeah, so... As Cronormu uh, was being told this, he was, like, kind of intimidated and scared and realizing that that is not what he wants in a form that he chooses for his visage. And then Anixia Soft offers to mentor him and be like, we can rule the world if you follow me. Which, what a blown opportunity. Like, you could have been Anixia's valet. Like, come on. <laughs> She's smoking hot. Come on. I mean, what What do you really want to do? Sit on a big hourglass in Stormwind? Or get killed in one shot in the Anixia raid now that it's 2021? Also, how often do dragonflights mix when it's not the leaders? 
You know what I mean? Like, Nixia isn't the leader, and neither is Chromie, so... Yeah, and neither is Caligos, but, um, the thing was that, like, it... This is, like, obviously set way before. I don't know exactly what the timeline is, but it seemed to me, when reading this, that all the dragon flights were at least respectful of each other, right. and they so, were, like... So far ago that Caligos goes, like, yeah, my super cool dad, Malagos. Like, Malagos yeah, hasn't right. been super cool and okay in millennia, like, since he fought Deathwing. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that actually Deathwing going mad is what created the dragons to fight each other because Malagos went mad because of that. So they wore in unity at this time. Fine. But like unity being like in air quotes, because, uh, Cronormu was scared, uh, as he fleed a Nixia's lair. One, one, one detail of the story I do like was that a dragonkin came to go usher in Cronormu and then as they were walking, this dragonkin was limping, and Cronorma was like, why didn't she take care of her people? And then they didn't expound on that. I guess just the black dragon flight just stinks at hospitality. No, I think, like, the elaboration they did was that the black, black dragon flight, like, its specialty is learning how to inflict the most pain possible on people. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, of course they wouldn't bother healing them. Anixia's like limping Larry out there. I wish I could fix his leg, but we don't have a single healer here. We're all just deeps. Limping Larry Luciano. Come on, Snelly, you got this. That's a SpongeBob reference, y'all. Yeah, we're we're going around the Nicktoons. It's not just the '90s for us. Sometimes we do the 2000s. That's not my wallet. Give me your... <laughs> Give me your... <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways. It's the hash-slinging, the slash-slinging, the brash-bringing. Squidward smells. Little, 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 little. Ah! Continue, we gotta continue with this. So, basically, after this, Kronormu uh, is like, I think I'm ready to make my decision, and Kronormu's uh, visage day approaches, and all the big dragon names are there, and, like, the big surprise, like, uh, pop that the crowd gets is that Elxraza appears, and she is the official one that is going to officiate the ceremony. Now, my favorite thing is imagining this. So, if you're going to a meeting that you're going to officiate, what do you wear? You're gonna dress up, right? You know good and well... Alexstrasza came in her little blood elf form wearing the skimpiest metal plate bikini she could possibly find at Kohl's. <laughs> That's what she put on. Maybe I'm shopping at the wrong Kohl's, but like, where, what section are the like metal plated bikinis in? The women's section. Anyways, well, she it is described that she approaches the meeting and uh, she is in dragon form. All of them are in dragon form initially. And like a big part of the ceremony is that all of them... Prior to Cronormu deciding on what their um, visage is going to be, all of them transform into their visages. So, yes, yeah, she she approaches as a dragon, but then, uh, like, pretty immediately, she transforms into her smoking hot knight, like, a uh, hyle form. So she's like, "Look what I got from Coles on sale." <laughs> I had the Coles cash left over for these. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Oh no, Alex Raza is like described as being like very like understanding, even whispers in Cronormo's ear saying, like, if you're not ready, we can push this off. Don't worry, I'll keep them all in line. Also, Alex Raza is like very clearly defined as like the queen of everyone there. Yes, she is she is the life bringer. They I don't know if this has always been the case, but they were like, the red is the best. When I thought everyone was kind of on equal grounds, but they're just like, nope, red dragonflight's the best of them all. I guess red red dragons are the healers, so if if they don't have healers, they're fucked. Yeah, we we saw inside inside of Anixia's lairs there. They're all hurting. Ooh, is Anixia's lair hurting? Mm. Uh Yes. We we saw it. No, it's, like, it's, in, her, it's in pain. Her like genitals. Her like her lair. Did you not get it? I got it. I was trying to steer clear of it. Every week I love invading Onyxia's lair. And just <laughs> smashing the fuck out of it and then leaving disappointed. Dad? Well, anyways, 
Chromie decides that uh, they're ready for the Visage Day ceremony and, you know, transforms into a tiny little female gnome. And everyone bursts into applause. And then later, uh, Kellick comes up to meet her and is like, wow, Chromie, you took us all by surprise. Maybe we all have something to learn from you, too. And then he proceeds to ask, may I ask, why did you choose... Like He's like, I understand the gnome part, because like in her speech leading up to her visit, she's like, you know, I wanted to be, like, again, like, approachable, but, like, also, like... What was her reasoning exactly that she used for being small? She had, like, a, a good line for it that I'm blanking on right now. Oh, I mean, I remember just being like, it's what I wanted. And everyone's like, we... That's fine by Yeah, well, us. anyways, that's besides the point. Yes, besides the point. But then uh, Kalik was like, but why did you choose female? And then Chromie, in response to Kalik, as he said earlier, he's like, I don't know. It suits me. How fucking hard is that? It's so easy. Literally, someone says, yo, I'm this gender. And they're like, bet. <laughs> Got it. Why make it a fucking difficult? That's the moral of this goddamn story, you idiots. Yep, it just, yep. she just decides that she wants to be that, that it makes her happy, and everyone's, even, <laughs> hey, hey, Uncle Lester, even the literal villain, Anixia, looks on with pride because she accepts Chromie's choice, you fucking pizza shit. They simply applauded. Somebody asked why, and she just said, cuz and that was it keep it at that you morons yeah like literal as aaron said literal villain anixia nods in approval and then flies off like <laughs> goodbye i have men to sex with human men <laughs> but not varian because he has a little weenie you can tell because he fights really hard with two swords that's little weenie energy are you dismerging the dead right now? I mean, if he wants to fight me, he can come back and do it. Oh, wait. He doesn't exist anymore. He's a memory. Gilneas has no proper heirs left, so I'd watch your tongue. You fucking... My boy's gonna be king when Anduin trips on a big spooky brick and dies in 9. If you think Gen surviving Shadowlands, you're a goddamn fool. Who's gonna run it? His daughter? She's not a man. Are you saying that Tess Greyman can't be the leader of Galeas? What has Tess Greyman been doing other than being a Hearthstone card? Answer me that. She's been, well, she's over there being incorrect about the Worgen curse. That's about all she's been doing. She's, <laughs> she's, she's also been highly suggested as a lover for Anduin via Gen in like every book we've received recently. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Anduin, I don't want to say anything, but my daughter's got a nice ass. You could do something with that. Honk, honk. We got a really quick, sexiest NPC of the week. Only because if we don't do it this week, then we can never do it again. It's over, baby. Well, I don't know. There's a week in between where I'm not sure what we'll be doing, but... <laughs> that week won't be Pride Month. Oh shit, you are right. So this week, we have a sexiest NPC, none other than the manifestation of pride itself, baby. Pride Month's alive, and it's walking amongst us trying to kill us. Approximately every 20% of enemy forces is killed, baby. This big Kool-Aid man's got fingers good enough to enter you. Let me tell you, there's a scary banana size at all. <laughs> Whenever I see this man, I said, oh, I want to splurt, but specifically in four telegraph directions. <laughs> I tell my friends, get ready. Don't get in the way of my goo. And think about this, his goo is so strong that it stuns you for like two seconds, and when it hits you, you can't even think when that sperm hits you in the face. I was gonna say, you know, like, I can't even think even when it targets me, because I'm surrounded by Manifestation of Pride's four big red balls. I guess that means he has four balls, right? You know what? I mean, like, we can call him balls, that's fine. 
This is honestly, like, his only chance. Like, this is it. Like, after this, no one's going to remember his name until he wins Sexiest NPC of the World 3.0, baby. He makes you all mm, come. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but when he shows up, who's talking? It's Sexiest NPC of the World runner-up, Sire Denathrius, a.k.a. Daddy D. So he's got that Daddy D connection to propel him to stardom. And I will also say that the Manifestation of Pride is very supportive. Like, even when you fail to clear your dungeon in time, he's there for you. And if you want, he's there for you again and again and again. You can just resummon him multiple copies if you want. He is a fantastic lover. He feels bad when he ruins your night and he says, you know what? I'm here for you later. You can trust me, Big Red, the Kool-Aid man. But he's also respect, respectful of your desires, because if you clear the dungeon without needing him again at the end, you don't need to even fight him. He doesn't appear. And also, he he's fully understanding that you are trying in this relationship. He said, well, you seem to have exploded while I was at 30%. Don't worry, big buddy, I'll be 30% when you come back. <laughs> what a great lover. Honestly... I'm not going to lie, this is a great case for a future, like, winner. Like, he's so respectful. Something Which, that honestly, he's going to need because, <laughs> like, only very few sexiest NPCs before him, he will stop existing by the time you hear this. You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried that in the future we're going to look at our brackets for 3.0, and we're going to be like, who the fuck is Manifestation of Pride? <laughs> Like, is this like that didn't era? happen for like a fourth of season two? <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of Coltiran men? How did this happen? Who signed off on this? Us two years prior. Listen, it happens. We feel it in the moment, and that's what matters, right? This is a problem for future us, not current us. Current us says, fuck yeah, I fuck him. Future us says, huh? Who? He's also just sort of, I mean, his only real features are, like, angry face and muscle arms. So, you can kind of put your little wiener or vagoobal anywhere you want. Please, get real. Look at him. He's a total top. He has no bottom to him because <laughs> he's a total top. He literally only has top half. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in top earlier today. <laughs> Fuck you. That was great. Wow, guys, I can't, I can't top that, so... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's gotta be one of our, honestly, probably our best pun. Those three puns in a row, bam, bam, bam. This is why you, man, it was just manifestation of pride during Pride Month, are our sexiest NPC of the week, slash potential future sexiest NPC of the world, 3.0. At least until we see another 9.1 vermin that we're like, oh, we want to put our wiener in that one. Mm. Well, there you have it. I'll probably be running a key later tonight or tomorrow, so I will give you this award, baby. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot medium moot. I'm going to go first. Did you guys know that Caligos was half elf, half human? Yes, Slide Whistle. Wow. We've already done this three times now. Well, that's not involved at all in my top two bottom boot medium mood. I just wanted to bring it up again. Oh. But my real medium mood is earlier when I said Pharaoh Druid was getting buffed in PvP, half of the things were nerfs, and I didn't realize it until we were reading the short story, and then I got sad during the short story. Oh. Oh, no. Well, I am sorry. But, like, it's actually, like, pretty bad. For me, in war mode, uh, my regrowth is being limited by 15%. Uh, that means, so, so say that I'm fighting a mean paladin who hit me when I was asleep eating chicken or whatever I was doing. That means that my heals on myself are going to be less. Also, my main DPS attack, I only get two hits instead of three hits. I'm in danger. You need to heal me more so than you do, which is zero in war mode, by the way. You never heal me. I'm offended, first off, 
So, like, normally it's just the two of us when we're, like, running around in war mode. So, like, I do heal you because it's literally only two targets to heal. What's the problem, then? Why am I getting my heals? <laughs> do I need to go, you. guys? Do you guys need to figure this one out off recording? But I am getting a new talent called Wicked Claws. Does something... I think it's fine. I'm. I honestly feel like Feral Druid is pretty OP in all aspects right now, which is the first time that's ever probably been said since Classic, since they're always nerfed or underdeveloped. So it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's fine, right? It's fine. It's fine. Also, Kalos noticed you this week. Oh my god! And that's why it's a medium moot because I have a top two to balance out the bottom, bottom booth. Kalos. Was an Oribos, right? Talking in trade chat. I got on my yak and I transmogged myself. And then I looked at the chat box, which I always stare at because I want to see what's happening. And I saw Kalis pats you on the head. And I went, <gasps> surely that was an emote to like trade chat. And I was like, wait, you can't emote the trade chat. And I turned around and I saw Kalis on her big tree. And Kalis patted me. And she said, feral supremacy. And she held her fist up. And I said, Meow. And Kayla said, "LOL, that was it." But like we weren't in a group, and, I, and, and then and then you said, "I support you on your way to number one." And she said, "I'm number eighty-seven." And you ran into the beach. Hey, she to maybe, the, she, to the maybe she's number one. I don't know. I haven't checked. But she noticed me, Senpai. I didn't notice her. She caught me in the wild sleeping. Seed. Seed. I was gonna say she caught you in the wild seed. Anyway, that's my that's my whatever that was. Uh, Aaron, what's your top two medium bottom boot? Uh, my top two of this week was that I ran some mythics with Immune and Adorno and our motley crew, and it was a lot of fun. We it was the first mythics I had done in like two to three months because I was a fool. And I was like, wow, I like these a fair amount. I should do more of these. And then made no solid plans to. But 9.1, here I come. I'm going to be epic. I swear. I swear. Epic, Aaron. Yeah, it was fun, though. Um, we did, like, a, I think we did, a, like, a few 9s, a 10, and an 11, like, on a few dungeons. Yeah, not nothing epic, but it was... It was enough for me. It was a, it was a, an old over the plate home run for me to be like, wow, I can do these, and then probably I'll do a fifteen and be like, oh no, back in my box. We should get you a fifteen though and try to complete it. That way, uh, next week you have uh, a high key in your vault, and we can keep that going until yes. nine point one. Yes. Also, guess what? Kalis is currently the number one Pharaoh Druid in Mythic Plus Raider IO score. Yay, she reclaimed I it from Camerax. I'm proud more about the way. She's 1831.6. That's really high. You're you're elite. She's a lot more than elite. Elite and a half. I'm so two thousand eight. She's so three thousand eight. You know, I've been to the year 2000. Uh, they swim underwater. Not much has changed, but they live underwater. Listen, okay. Wait, did, wait, did, okay, slide. This is really important. Did you see my great, great, great granddaughter? I did. And let me tell you, she's doing fine. She's doing fine. I was really fine. going to be upset if you didn't get that. <laughs> of course I got it. She's doing fine. She's hot. I'd bang her. Excuse me. No, thank you. Immune. Let us get... What did what is your TTBBM? So my top two this week is that we were doing some achievement runs um during our raid time in guild, and we did Glory of the Legion Raider this week, and I got another moose mount, and it's like a really cool like red, scary looking like mm. uh nightmare esque moose mount. So I think I have all the moose mounts now, like uh, assuming if there's three of them, because I have ghost moose, I have a. Uh, the what, what raid was it that you got the um cutting edge moose mount on i believe it was archie monday in hellfire citadel that gave us moose mount yeah so i have that and now i have this one so i have yeah three moose mounts which is cool why the fuck did, weren't we invited to this everyone was invited to this <laughs> fuck you i know 
Anyways, also just a side note, like I was made an officer in our guild, so like that's kind of a top two. Boo. Whoa, Boo. whoa, what the heck, Aroni and Cheese? Oh yeah, Aries. Who's 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 PP I gotta suck to get officer position? Mine. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean uh, maybe, I don't know. But like <laughs> Um, I don't know. It was a surprise to me, too. Okay, this is interesting because I was not involved in it's, this it's decision at fucking, all. It's because fucking Immune is the mythic healer, so they're like, we gotta get him an officer position so, so he can't say no. I I think it was twofolded. I think the first half was that he is our top healer, and having a top healer as officer is great because they can give all other healers advice, and that comes from a great area of respect quote-unquote the second half is and honor said this during an officer meeting before he joined was that well since immune knows everything anyway since slide tells him why not make him an officer and i said hey so... i can keep secrets <laughs> i said i can so keep tell him there's a trickle down and so fucking aaron's gotta get a piece of the pie too i said i can keep secrets and scott said can you and i said yeah, he doesn't even know that I'm not involved in this choice in the first place because I haven't heard about it. This came out of nowhere. But this is great. You want to know why? This is like, this is what I imagine a single parent feels like when they uh, find someone to be a step parent to their child and then they can split going to parent teacher conferences with the stepchild's father. <laughs> they said, finally, <laughs> fuck, I can stop caring about this kid. You, person two, take over for this kid. So now I can make up an excuse of why I won't be at an officer meeting. I can make a mutant go for both of us. It's beautiful. <laughs> wow, well maybe I won't, I will remove this from being a top two officially. It'll just be a medium mood at this point, I suppose. Auga. Oh, guys, we did not Auga for boat day. We I'm did. pretty sure we did. No, we didn't. Immune had new. Auga. I Auga already. I think Auga again. Okay, that's why I'm an officer person. You weren't. You also always Auga anyways, <gasps> randomly. So. Aaron, are you hearing this? You know what? I'm pointing Aaron, your officer spot. Hand it over, Immune. Who? <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, complaints, if you want to be an officer in our guild, send an email to do not relent pod at gmail.com. <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> Email to do not pod at gmail.com or tweeted us on Twitter at do not pod. What about you guys? Where are you at? Oh my god, you're gonna be like, hey, honors, I found a new, a new like uh, officer. They just like uh, they said they were, were looking for that. So, <laughs> anyways, you can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow the podcast on Instagram at do not relent. I am on Twitch at Immunization DNR. I am officially removing my set schedule. I'll just do it whenever I feel like it because I feel like that on top of everything else, my life has been a little much. So I'm sorry, guys. I mean, hey, that's the way to do it. Just give them a, an hour in advance and they'll they'll show up like the cockroaches they are. <laughs> just kidding. We love you, smooches. But I am... Aaron, you can find me on the Twitter at the Big Cheesy, and you can read our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. And I love each and every one of my Twitch viewers at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. I'll probably be doing something this weekend. Also, leave us a review on Warcraft Radio and or Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Do not relent pod. You know where we fucking are. We'll see you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Prodmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>